I was blessed yesterday to come across an article online called Why I as a Catholic Mom Love Halloween. And it's by Elizabeth Asik, and I did my research. She is the sister of our own Father Peter Asik, who is the pastor of Our Lady Help of Christians in Shelby, and a good friend of mine, wonderful guy, and his sister sure does know how to write a great article. And she talks about how when she was being raised, you know, her family went through what a lot of families kind of go through, where it's like, well, okay, Halloween, there's all this stuff going on, and there's like the weird demonic aspect, and let's just steer clear of that and just celebrate All Saints Day and just dress up as the saints. And she said with time, that kind of like faded away, and now that she has children of her own, you know, and they kind of get involved in like this little Halloween parade in their town, and they gradually got dressed up more and more in more spooky costumes and enjoying it, and then moving into, you know, the joy of All Saints Day and celebrating all of the saints, And she kind of tied it all together by quoting one of my favorite authors, G.K. Chesterton, in relation to Halloween. She said it's sort of like fairy tales in the way that G.K. Chesterton described it. He said, we tell children fairy tales not to prove to them that there are dragons. They already know that there are dragons. We tell them fairy tales to prove to them that dragons can be slain. And I really like that a lot, because when you think about just yesterday, right, remember how crummy the weather was like five hours ago and all the way back to 24 hours beyond that? It really was, was a pretty crummy weather day. And I can tell you, getting here at six o'clock this morning, it still wasn't better. It was foggy and gross and not great. And it seemed very appropriate for Halloween, right? Because it is. It's like this darkness that's all around us. And the fact of the matter is, we don't need to be proven that there is darkness and evil and confusion and fallenness, right? It's all around us all the time and on display. And in a way, it's like with Halloween, we get this chance to sort of cope with our fears and cope with the darkness, with the confusion, in a way of almost making light of them. And this is the beautiful thing, because at about 9.30 this morning, All of a sudden, it's like the clouds were parting, the fog was going away, and the light pierced through, right? And it's a beautiful thing about the juxtaposition of Halloween moving into All Saints Day. We know that there's darkness in the world. We know we live in a fallen world. Original sin and fallenness is one of the the doctrines we don't have to have proven to us because we can feel it in our very bones, right? We know that we're fallen. We can feel tired. And I kind of feel a little tired right now. It's embarrassing at noon. I've had plenty of coffee today. And yet, I'm getting older. I'm getting more creaky. I had a pain in my hip this morning, which makes no sense to me because sleep is not a full contact sport. And yet, I'm falling apart, right? That's what happens when you live in a fallen world. And that's just the minor of things. And our Lord points all of these different things out in the Beatitudes that we all know so well. He says about poverty and mourning and persecution and injustice. We know that those things are there. But what we have today in All Saints Day is the celebration that all of those things don't get the final word. That we know that the victory has been won and not just in the far distant past and also not just in the far distant future. But Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. 
and that there are so many, a countless cloud of witnesses who have gone before us who show that living in that victory is possible. In fact, when you look at that beautiful vision from the first reading from the book of Revelation, and it will tell you, just as an aside, if you ever get the Jehovah's Witnesses at your front door telling you that it's only 144,000 that get saved and it's a limited number, it's only a few, tell them to read the next two verses, okay? After this, I had a vision of a great multitude which no one could count, from every nation, race, people, and tongue. It's on offer for all of us. And who are these people? These are the ones who have survived what? The time of great distress. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Jesus Christ has really and truly become one of us. He has paved the way for us to be now called, as St. John tells us in the second reading, children of God. It's an amazing thing when you think about it that we are to be with him, to be like him for all the ages. Man and woman, he created us. He wants us to live in that image. He has come to us in our fallenness to lift us out of the darkness, to lift us out of the confusion, to take us by the hand in this time of distress and lead us into final victory. And the great glory for us too is when you look at the Beatitudes, just look at the setting. Look at the way he does this. When Jesus saw the crowds, in order to see them, he's first got to be in their midst and to look at them with his human eyes as they look back at him with theirs. And then what does he do? He went up the mountain. He doesn't lower the bar. He doesn't say, okay, everybody, just rest in your comfort. That's all life is for. No, we're not made for mediocrity. We're made for glorious holiness. And he takes them up the mountain and sits down in their midst. Yes, explains that in the midst of this time of distress, for those of us who persevere, for those of us who continue to be like him, and yes, that will involve wounds. But as you look at the glorious statue of the sacred heart, you look at those hands, you look at that heart, they're wounded as well. But they're not the kind of wounds that ache, but rather the trophies of living in true love in the midst of a fallen and scary world. And yet, he's risen. He's overcome. And the great glory of this day, it's sort of like the full consummation of Easter, right? It's not just that he's come out of the tomb. It's that he has given us his very love, his grace, and continues to pour it out upon us all the time, as generously as the sunlight flying through these windows right now. Which, by the way, I hope you don't mind my leaving the house lights really low, because it's so beautiful on a day like today, right? That we celebrate the fact that he is so generous with his light, with his truth, with his love, that continues to pour down through the ages, that all of us have the opportunity to meditate on the fact that men and women like you and me have gone before, have lived in that light, have clung to him in the midst of darkness and scariness and confusion and all sorts of things that pull us away from what he has taught us to know that his light ultimately shines through the darkness. His light is ultimately victorious and that this whole great number of people that can't even be counted has gone before us living in that light and at this very moment, they're not only glorifying God in heaven, but they're like our great cheering section in heaven that are cheering us on each and every day. Why? 
because they want us to be with them. Not in some limited number, but all of us. Helping us in the midst of the fallenness of this world. Helping us in the midst of those fears that are out there. And yet these days together show us that we can trample on those fears. Why? Because yeah, we know there are dragons, but we gotta be reminded, they can be slain. Ultimately, why? Because God himself has entered into this. God himself leads us up the mountain. God himself has shown us in so many examples, so many people before us, that it can be done. My brothers and sisters in Christ, this is a great day of victory, of knowing the fact that our brothers and sisters in heaven have gone before us, have shown that they can live in the great time of distress, can live in a world of confusion and darkness, and still not lose sight of the light. May we, with their help and their intercession from heaven, take our Lord by the hand, those wounded hands, with our own wounds that we get from following him, knowing that we too will bear those wounds like trophies in heaven, trophies of love that we were in this time of distress and yet stayed close to him. May we know that we have that help and help others to know that that light continues to shine even through the darkness. Praise be Jesus Christ.